you better clutch your nuts, honey, because it's time for Squirrel Talk. Hello, squirrel friends. Oh my goodness. We have a very special show here today because we are doing RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars 5. But not only that, we are bringing in some big ass motherfucking names to review these episodes. And I am so excited. So let's just go right to it. Usually I ramble, but let's not. My co-host today is, of course, Selena Vile. Selena. Hey, what's up? That's Thank you for keeping it quick. <laughs> <laughs> like moving on moving on we all know me uh but our very special guest here today is an icon i um absolutely adore her she was my sister my parody sister i'm finally getting to talk with you in person it's sherry vine Woo! hi i'm so happy that it's a podcast and that you can't see me because i've never been this fat and hairy in my life. <laughs> That's my drag. <laughs> oh, now on you can call me Yeti Vine. Oh, perfect. Yeti. <laughs> Hi. Welcome. Thank you. So excited to have you, Sherry, if I haven't said that already. Um, so we've known each other, of, of each other for some time now, and you've been very supportive, and yeah. uh, I'm, I'm so thrilled to have you. I know. I can't believe we've never even met face-to-face. -face. This is the closest we've gotten. Right. And it's, I'm watching you. You're not watching me. You don't know, you don't know what I'm doing to myself right now, Sherry. Oh, honey, I follow you on Instagram. I can imagine. <laughs> it's scandaloso. Uh, so let's talk about you first. So first, you moved to LA fairly recently, right? From New York. You were a New York queen for years. I was in New York for 30 years, minus wow. three years that I lived in Berlin. So, I mean, I was in New York for 27 years. Yeah, that's cool. Where are you from, though? Where did you move to New York from? Well, I grew up in Maryland, outside in the suburbs of Baltimore. Mm -hmm. And then I came, actually moved to LA to go to college. Then I moved to New York and lived in Berlin from 2001 to 2004. Cool. And then moved back to New York and I moved to LA last year. So a year ago. Right. Mm -hmm. What are the major changes between the LA and the New York drag scenes that you've noticed? Well, you know, it's a bar culture now, and so it's kind of the same. I mean, I think that New York, you have a little bit more diversity. Like, you have the Brooklyn scene where you have queens with beards and facial hair. Like Selena. And um, <laughs> there you go. Well, and, <laughs> and you have, like, you know, kind of more like punk drag. I, there's just, there's all sorts of, I think the drag scene in New York is very, very diverse. And in LA, I think it's a little less diverse, but there's a lot of queens out here. They're super talented, gorgeous. I think maybe there's more of a drag race influence in Los Angeles than in New York. That's just my opinion. I don't go out a lot, so I'm kind of just basing that on some of the local shows that I have done and seen. Right. And so tell us a bit about like the evolution of Sherry. Cause you, so again, if anybody hasn't heard of Sherry Vine, get your act together, learn your history, legend. Well, I, love when, I love when you're like, we have a very famous queen to talk about drag race. One who's never been on drag race. <laughs> the, um, well, you're uh, beyond drag race. You're like, if yes. you were to be on drag race now, it's like, why does Sherry need to go on drag race? <laughs> exactly. It's, well, I'm sure we'll get to that, but the- um, oh. 
Oh no, I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> I if they had I look, if they had, I say this all the time. If they had drag race 15, 20 years ago, I would have crawled through glass to get mm-hmm. on that. Yeah. No doubt. Mm-hmm. It revolutionizes people's careers nowadays, right? Of course. Oh my God. I, anyone who says they wouldn't want to go on is like, okay, then you're not serious about your career. Yeah. Because who wouldn't? I mean, want to make that money and it's a great launching pad. Can I go on it now? No. I mean, I can't compete next to some 22 year old doing a death drop. And I think that if they did a season that was for old ladies, like the Golden Girls season, which be. <laughs> Me, Jackie Beat, Barla Jean Merman, Coco Peru, Heclina, Peaches Christ, then it would be a whole different ballgame. Absolutely. And I fully agree with that. And you are kind of, it would be weird to see you on there now. All of you, all, all these people that are in this kind of genre of like just legendary drag queens from early on. And I would. It yeah. Would and I would never say I don't need it because yeah. I would love it. I would. Yeah love to be a TV star. I would love to make that kind of money and have all these other opportunities that I've been working for for 30 years. Open up. Now, I'm not complaining. My life is blessed and I'm fucking lucky and I'm one of the few queens who has a great career that hasn't been on Drag Race, so I'm very lucky. Yeah. I'm just saying I would love that. But, like I said, I can't go, what would I do? I mean, I. I've been doing this for 30 years now and I can't go on there. You know what? It's for young Queens period. Yeah. Now here's the thing. You and all those Queens that you just mentioned who are like comedy legends and everybody knows, I think now with this age of drag on TV, I think if you all got together and pitched a TV idea to say HBO logo, VH1, whoever, I think that would be an amazing TV show to watch would be all of you, not necessarily a competition setting. Well, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Whether or not it's, they can do that, it's difficult. They really, well, they just want to, everything would, I mean, trust me, this conversation has come up a million times in the past mm-hmm. decade. And it just seems that everything is really, 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 really skewed uh, towards young, youth, 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 youth. And uh, I think even on Drag Race, if you look at, I mean, if they have one queen on in the season that's 40, it's like, she's the yeah. fucking old maid. So there's, it's very youth oriented. So, and TV in general, and I think our culture in general. Yeah. So you hear people say, oh, I would love to see a season with all of you guys, but then whether it'll really happen or not, or if there's some other way to have a show. I mean, trust me, we have tons of ideas of different, um, different ideas incorporating the group of us so mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see hopefully yeah and i think i think you you all would be perfect for an all-stars kind of a situation you know having your own or mix a mix of the drag race girls and yourselves and i know well, you guys- I, always say, I always say that too that it should be a short season like an all-stars a special a special season if you're doing celebrity drag race you can certainly take your time to do uh, celeb- celebrities in quotation marks by the way okay <laughs> <laughs> longer IMDb's than these people. <laughs> I would much rather see you all in a scripted original series. Yes. Well, that would be my dream. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you all are, you and Jackie in Alaska are killing it right now online. I just watched your nine to five. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Jane Fonda with the Xerox machine. I love it. Thank you. Well, it's, you know, it's also thanks to people like Alaska and Bianca and Willem who... Yeah appreciate us and kind of, you know, incorporate us and in things that they do and they say yes to anything that we ask them to do. And 
um, that has certainly opened up, has introduced us to a wider audience through their social media. Right. right. So you, I, I watched uh, Wigstock, the movie, years ago, and that was my introduction to drag myself. And you were obviously, a, you made a cameo in that. You were also in the new version of Wig that came out as well. Yeah, that's gorgeous. The Wigstock movie is kind of sad because I actually, <laughs> they filmed two of my numbers. They, it, they filmed two summers, yeah. two Wigstocks in a row. They couldn't get the rights to either song. So I was, <gasps> yeah, I was cut. supposed to be prominently featured and ended up being just a cameo because they couldn't get the rights to my songs. Oh, that sucks. It really sucks. But you know but, what? I still saw you, Sherry. I still saw you. Well, thank you. <laughs> but wig, I kind of, I was like, I'm not going to have that mistake happen again. Yeah. <laughs> and so I did my cover of Hallelujah, but I actually had someone make a track that sounds like Hallelujah, uh -huh. but really is not Hallelujah. Right. It did work, yeah. Yeah, and I thought, it was, I thought the footage from that film was stunning. Yeah, Wig was really It was beautifully, beautifully shot. It was beautifully shot, yeah. it really was. So tell us, going back to your evolution again, you started as an actor who got into drag, and because uh, I, I, I know that you, Sherry became a character for your acting self, kind of, right? Well, yeah, I, uh, I've always acted. That's all I've ever done my whole life. So there was no plan B. There was never a plan B. And I would read a play like Streetcar Named Desire, let's say, and be like, I want to play Blanche. I mean, that's the fun <laughs> part. And, <clears throat> and I just kind of started kind of sniffing around that concept when I was in graduate school studying theater. And a teacher of mine was like, you should look into that. There's something there. And that's kind of what opened the door. And so my whole reason for starting to perform in drag as Sherry was I wanted to be able to do things that I didn't think I could do as Keith out of drag. Like right. there's a song I want to sing. I'm like, no one wants to see some guy sing this torch song, but if I do it as Sherry, then it works. What um, this is this, Sherry? 90. 1990, 30 yeah. years ago. That's pretty progressive though, back then even, right? The no one, the only queen I ever, ever saw back then that was singing live was Vaginal Cream Davis and then Jackie Beat. And I kind Jackie started before I did, but Jackie, when she started doing drag, she did poetry readings and she actually started created Jackie Beat as a character to be able to get recognition at poetry readings. Yeah, mm. beat poetry. That's the Jackie Beat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so there, no, there really weren't queens singing live, certainly in Los Angeles, because this was right before I moved to New York. So when I moved to New York in 1992, the end of 91, um, it was to start a theater company and we had a my friend Doug was the writer and my friend Josh was directing them. And my friend Joey and I were acting and I was going to be the leading lady. And so I just kind of, I didn't want to wait for someone to come to me and I didn't want to wait an audition. And so I was like, I want to be the leading yeah. lady. And so I'm going to have to create this path 
for myself. I am relating to you so hard right now, Sherry. I love this because it's still like that today. Yeah. I'm going through that myself in my career. Like I, I did improv and never got paid for it. But then suddenly now that I'm a drag queen, I'm getting booked on improv shows and actually getting paid. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, that's the same. Yeah. Courtney went on what America's Got Talent or Australia's Got Talent. Australia, sorry, Australian Live or whatever it was. One of the and American Idol. It was an Australian Idol. Australian Idol, thank you. Yeah. And they weren't interested <laughs> in Scott Australians. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't interested in Shane, but as soon as he came back as Courtney, they were. So yes, yeah. drag open some doors yeah. and then you have to create your own path. As actors, I mean, you really have to create your own work because you can't just be waiting around for people to hand you scripts or roles or parts. You gotta create well, your own people, content. Some people are lucky and they can, it happens really fast or they are maybe a really fierce makeup artist on Instagram and the doors open. And it's, I've always kind of had to, I also don't have a lot of patience. So it's like, <laughs> well, you have to go through the, I'm like, no, Same I don't want to go through the, no. Let's make it happen. I'll make it happen my own way. But. <laughs> and I think that shows, and I think that really shows your character in your drag, Sherry, is that you're just, you're so tenacious and you're going to make things happen for yourself. It doesn't matter. And that's kind of, kind of your career has just been like, you, you, you open your doors, you build your doors and you open them for yourself. Yes. How did you get into parody, Sherry? Well, it's funny because I've always done that. And a lot of people think that, oh, she started doing parodies with that lady when Lady Gaga <laughs> shit my pants. And no, <laughs> I started writing parodies because I was in high school and I auditioned for the musical and I did not get the part that I wanted. So I sat down and wrote a parody, a filthy, filthy a parody of every single song in that musical. And I was going to Xerox <laughs> the lyrics and put them in the programs. Oh my God. <laughs> which of course I never did, but that was the plan. So I've always written parodies. I actually used to perform out of drag with this other guy named Robbie Daniels. Uh, we both did, um, we had a little group together, the two of us called Skinny Boys, and we would write parodies of pop songs and perform them in Los Angeles, and that was the late 80s. So I was doing parodies even before drag. And once I started doing drag, it just seemed like a natural evolution. And certainly when Jackie and I met and formed, you know, formed forces, then it was definitely about the parodies. Yeah, it really changed a lot of the drag scope for, you know, drag queens doing live content and parodies and comedy. And I certainly, again, was very much influenced by both of you in your, yeah just hilarious writing just like the jokes that are in your parodies are there's so many shitty parodies let me just preface this so many <laughs> shitty parodies online yeah. but when you find good joke writers that can put something together really well oh my god it's an amazing piece of art well we both have duds we did a show recently where we were like let's do our worst <laughs> parodies oh my god i want it <laughs> and we brought up we got a paper shredder on stage uh, and we would sing the song and then shred it. And it was hilarious. <laughs> I mean, we both, look, I will say all the time, I say, I'll write 10 parodies and one of them is a keeper. You know yeah, what I mean? That's how it works. I mean, I would love to do that show with you. I've got oh, a lot of death, Sherry. <laughs> and Jackie especially doesn't have, Jackie's a brilliant joke writer and yeah. I'm really not. I mean, I can kind of get by, but hands down to the queen. She is, you know, the joke writer. 
and she's just so fast and smart and funny. Um, but she also has some clunkers. Yeah, everybody had to have a little bit of a clunker, you know? My favorite, uh, my favorite video that you did, and it's, it's not like it's huge standout for you, I don't think, but it was, it was Twerk Bitch, that your Twerk Bitch video. <laughs> that was so funny to me, just like the way you started the video of like, this isn't even relevant anymore. And you're like, it doesn't matter. We're going to talk about it anyways. And I. That was an example of, because people, I get asked a lot about like, what's your process for writing a parody? And it's always one of two things. One, I get, I hear a song, I get an idea and it just flows out easily. And like, hallelujah, I wrote that parody in 15 minutes. Which is how you, hallelujah is your parody. Hallelujah. Yeah. Which is probably (laughs) the most popular. And then there's something like twerk bitch. Now that's the, completely opposite way of working. It's not my favorite way of working. That's when, okay, this song is coming out and I have to be prepared and I have to be the first one to do a parody of it because everybody in the world is going to be doing it. Yeah. So then it's not so organic. It becomes more of like a task of writing a parody. And so sometimes it's like, oh, I don't even think this is a great idea, but I want to have this done by tomorrow. So I've got to move fast. And it was and worth then it. the only way to kind of pull it off is to make a comment on how bad. <laughs> that, was, right. that was what made it so funny was the commentary of like, this is so bad, but watch it anyways. And you're in front of the Starbucks and you're like, twerking for a latte, twerking for a latte. <laughs> that, I die every time, I tell you. I literally think I've only watched it once when it, when it was first done, because I was like, this is not my favorite. But all those people turned out for it. And I think, you know, we were able to get into this really high-end strip club for free during the day <laughs> and all the boys uh cocky boys showed up and then all the queens showed up and i was like okay perez is in it <laughs> it, was a, it was a time capsule piece is what it was <laughs> so you uh who was inspired you sherry who who kind of inspired you to start doing drag there well, there's not, really, really, there's not really a queen that inspired me to start, because like I said, it really came out of being in theater school and reading these plays and thinking like, well, I want to fucking play Hedda Gabler. How come I can't be Hedda Gabler? Right. Um, and then I would read The Three Sisters and be like, God, this would be so good if it was all men. So I think like maybe Charles Bush, Charles Ludlum would be my biggest influences, although I didn't discover them until I had already started doing drag. Right, right. And then once I started, certainly, you know, Jackie has been uh, an inspiration and Lady Bunny, um, who I think is the funniest person in the world and um, Joey Arias and Raven O, who are like my drag moms. And there's so many. And then I'll be inspired by you know, I'll go back and like try and learn and be like, okay, let me really find out more about Charles Pierce. Who is she? And really kind of do the research and then be like, oh my God. And then kind of inspired by that. Certainly once I started seeing Charles Bush on stage and reading his books and his plays, then I was like obsessed. And Charles Bush, for people who don't know, was uh, an impressionist. Charles Pierce was an impression. Who is is Charles Bush? Charles Bush is Vampire Lesbians of Sodom, and um, he's a playwright and a drag performer. But he is, to me, 
you when people are like, can you define camp? And I'm like, watch Charles Bush. And yeah. there's your definition of camp. Oh, I'm gonna do some Charles Bush research too then. You got me on. Uh -huh. get, get into it. I'm gonna get into it. Uh, <laughs> I'm into it already. So what do you want? What are we wanting for Sherry in the future? What's happening? I know that I'm trying to get you to Canada, first of all. I want to do a Sherry Vine tour. We're going to make that happen. I know. We've been talking about this tour for a long time. And I was talking to a company that was going to produce a tour. So hopefully when things get back to whatever they're going to be, we can make that happen. But um, sorry, in the meantime, I am just moving forward as I just have to live day by day right now. So we're just cranking out videos and content and while things are kind of on pause, Jackie and I and myself alone have taken this opportunity to try to network with television and see like we have this idea for a show, we have a pilot, this is scripted, blah, blah, blah. We have so many ideas. Mm -hmm. So, you know, trying to make lots of things happen and we'll see. And then allegedly, I'm supposed to go back out on the road in July, so. Really? Oh yeah, fingers crossed, trying to keep the wheels turning, you know what I mean? Yeah, and you've really been benefiting from, because uh, you do online content all the time. That's kind of been Sherry's thing for the last decade, really. It's funny because, yes, it was definitely my primary focus for a good decade. And then when I moved to LA, I was like, well, this is gonna be the beginning of a new chapter where I'm gonna do different things and my primary focus will not be on YouTube or doing these videos. And when the quarantine happened, <laughs> I was like, oh, well, maybe I'll go back to doing some videos, just <laughs> keep myself busy and occupied. And like I said, to kind of keep the wheels turning. Yeah, you didn't have a choice. <laughs> they pulled you back in. You try to run away, but you can't. Now the rest of us are trying to catch up to you because we're like, now we all have to figure out online content. It's true. Well, I do it to entertain myself. Like, you know, like I'm not making any money. That's for sure. And yeah. quite honestly, uh, I mean, the quarantine videos that we do like nine to five and Golden Girls, we get some tips that literally pay for the cost of making the videos, but where no one's making any money. And then the yeah. other stuff that I'm doing, like the music parodies, that's pretty much costing me money. Um, not a lot, but I'm not making, it's, I'm losing money, but I do right. it because it makes me happy. It's fun for me. And like I said, I would go crazy if I didn't have a project. Um, right. And I've, I wanted to ask too, what keeps you doing it, Sherry? You've been doing this for, what was your last anniversary? Was it 30 years? This year is 30 years. It's 30 years, bitch. Congratulations. Congratulations. What is keeping you motivated and what keeps you, what keeps you in it? It's just fun and it makes me happy. I mean, I honestly, I would not do it if it wasn't fun. If I didn't love doing it, if it didn't bring me joy, I would fucking do something else. Um, I love performing as, in, as Sherry as much now as I did 30 years ago. And there's still like a whole list of things that I want to do that I haven't done yet. And performing is the only thing that makes me happy. I've had boyfriends, I've been in love, I've done other things and I'm like, nope, nope, no. It's the drug <laughs> of performance. Nothing makes me happy or nothing fulfills me 
the way the performing does. Not even uh, being in love. It just doesn't. You're doesn't in love work. with performing, Sherry. That's what you are. I'm a showgirl. <laughs> what could you do? <laughs> She's Marvel. married to her career. Yeah, I love it, Sherry. You are an inspiration, truly, and I've looked up to uh -huh. you, and uh, I'm truly an honor to have a conversation with one of my icons, Sherry Vine. You're so sweet. Thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. Are you ready to talk about RuPaul's Drag <laughs> Enough about you, though, Sherry. Who cares? Okay. Are you ready to talk about RuPaul's Drag Race? Also? We're going to edit all that out. All that's going to get I am. I am totally ready. <laughs> yes, I did watch All Stars. Okay, perfect. Let's <laughs> Let's take a little short break from our sponsor and we're gonna come back with Sherry Vine to talk about the, the premiere episode. Let's do it. Woohoo! Uh, what a time to be alive and be a drag artist because there are so many different drag series happening all the time, all over the world. And you, you know, can't turn on a TV without throwing a stone at a drag queen. True, true. <laughs> and if you wanna get some shoes, to accommodate your drag attire, you can go to shoefreaks.ca. Ooh, shoefreaks.ca, is it expensive? No, it's normal. But it's .ca because it's Canadian owned and operated, Sherry Vine, did you know? I was gonna ask what the CA stands for. Canada. Yeah, it's Canada. So if we, if you live in Canada, you get free shipping. Not for you, Sherry Vine, I'm sorry. But if you live in Canada, you get free shipping. Well, I love shoes. I might have to pay the extra for the shipping. But here's the here's the, here's the, here's the key, Sherry. We have an offer code that you can use to get twenty five percent off your next order. Work. Yeah. The offer code is what is it, Selena? Nuts. N U T S. Nuts. That's clutch your nuts, honey. <laughs> so you put that in. You get twenty five percent off your next order, Sherry Vine. They have. Sizes from regular lady sizes up to size 16, wide foot. You know what Jackie B 16. wears. 16? Yeah. You're a big girl, Vicky. What size shoe do you wear? Uh, 16, thank you. Oh, <laughs> shit, okay. No, I'm kidding. It's a 15, it's a 15 and a half wide foot, I mean, you know. All right, so if that's you have a shoe. huge. <laughs> yeah, well, that's <laughs> not all that's huge, Sherry Vine. So if yeah, you <laughs> Use our offer code. What is it, Sherry? Nuts. That's it. Woo! We are back. We are here. We are queer, and we are watching uh, Sherry Vine. Um, <laughs> what Vine is here? Uh, in a mirror. She's in a mirror. That's it. Oh, that was pretty good. Thank you. I also write parodies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, hey, Sherry, did you have a good break there? Yes, I learned a lot about your feet and shoes freak and ordering stuff from Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, yeah. when you come to Canada on tour, you can place your order and not have to deal with the shipping. All right, gorgeous. Seriously, it's a big <laughs> deal. All right, so we are talking RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars Season 5, Episode 1, the premiere. And uh, if they've been putting this series on hold. They were supposed to release it like end of December, January, and now it's a summer series. Well, girl, they well, shot they a year ago. I know. Yeah, they filmed it before season 12. Yep. They did before season 12, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. These Literally like a year ago, because I can't, I mean, I'm pretty sure they shot it in June or July. So it was a year ago. Yeah, yeah. these girls have been sitting on this for a year. Can you imagine? A year. Can you imagine? That would make me crazy. Exactly. <laughs> and now it's coming out during all of this pandemic. What I do love about All Stars, there are two things that I love. One, in general, what I love about All Stars is I feel that 
the first episode is always the girls get to do a number and really do what they get to do. And I, they don't do that on a regular season. And no. I right. love that. Cause I'm like, yeah, show me who you are. That's yeah. my favorite part of this All-Stars now. And that's my favorite part of the All-Star seasons is that these girls are really coming out as like, this is what I do now, you know? I think yeah. that the stakes are higher because honey, you have to have an act and you have to have a talent. You have to several times. And so that's what I love about All-Stars. And then the, when they were talking about bringing on a lip sync assassin, at first I was kind of like, eh. And then I was like, this is good. Oh, she's yeah. getting ahead of herself. She's revealing the end already. <laughs> oh, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> you want to tell who goes right now too? <laughs> those, those are the things that I love, I have to say. Those are the two things that I love. I agree. So let's get into it. So let's get into it. So the girls come in. First up is Shay Coulee. Do you know Shay, Sherry? I believe we met, but it was brief. Yeah. I love Shay. She's one of my favorite um, drag race girls of all time. I think she's so talented, has a sense of humor, has a real point of view. I love her a lot. Mm -hmm. And she really knows herself as a queen. Yeah. Yes. She's polished. Very mm -hmm. polished. What do we think of her look? I love this look. This kind of like, um, this kind of a palm, this Palm Bay inspired. I have to, God, I mean, I already forgot already and I watched it last night. <laughs> Um, I mean, it reminded me of Blanche Devereaux's bed set, but maybe from the West Coast. So it was like <laughs> palm tree, <laughs> but like okay, purple okay. and blue, right? Because the, there's only a couple of things. Well, I'll wait for you to get to if you're going to go through girl by girl. I mean, honestly, there's only a couple of things that I walked away with that are in my mind. Yeah. Right. And that so that doesn't, one of them. Good or it doesn't mean good or bad. It just means it didn't leave a lasting impression. And like I said, I'm not being shady. That's not good or bad. That just means I'm old. My brain can only hold so many things. Now, I hear you. I have to watch the episode three times before we do the podcast so that I can actually get a good grasp on. Is there a lot, yeah. There's a lot of queens. There are a lot of looks. So I'm like, mm -hmm. <laughs> It's true. You really, and you have to now, in All-Stars, you have to stand above the pack and you always have to stand above the pack and you really have to step your pussy up in terms of like how expensive your looks look nowadays well girl look at the old seasons of drag race when the girls could just show up in whatever off rack because yeah so you had to make shit which you don't have to do anymore yeah. now you're gonna have to drop ten thousand dollars to go on a season on costumes because you gotta turn it out every single challenge yeah. and on this particular season we have i think almost half the girls are from the first three seasons so right. and with all stars because hey with all stars i mean i don't even know how much they spent but i'm sure that they, they've all you have to spend a fortune well yeah. unless, unless you're jujubee in which case she's still playing the same <laughs> <laughs> but she was great i loved her number Yes, her number was great. So who, who came in after Shea Coulee? Ms. Cracker. Ms. Cracker. Now, that's, I've worked with Ms. Cracker That's before. my baby girl. You Ms. worked Cracker with her as well? Yes. Honey, she's in several of my videos. She's, I don't know if I, she would consider me her drag mother, but borderline. Oh, interesting. Very funny. She yes. is very funny. I adore her. I think she's adorable and, and fun. First of all, she's one of the hardest working people, period. Like that, she is, went on the, her season and All Stars extremely prepared, organized, 
thought out. And then she has the talent to complement and back all that up. Right. Yes. Like she's the whole package. Miss Cracker right. is the whole package. The whole Cracker Barrel. She really thinks Girl. about, you know, she really processes, she's a thinker. She thinks a lot. She is a thinker. Maybe she gets into her head too much sometimes, but hopefully not this season. Yeah, I believe in season 10, she was an overthinker. She kind of like, kind of kind of hurt her. Uh, but this season, I think she, she seems way more comfortable and way more ready to murder. I think maybe as it got into that, maybe, but her looks even in season 10 were just like, and I was in New York then and I was working with her and hanging out with her before they went off to film. And I saw like firsthand how hard she was working and preparing. Yeah, she did bring great looks. Yeah, and I think that's the balance now is like, you don't just have to have a personality or comedy or you really have to be a fashion girl, right? Girl, you have to have everything. You can't yeah. be one thing, period. Mm -hmm. You have to go on there with the looks and talent and personality and story. Story. And, <laughs> and yes. you know, and now you have to have fucking, you know, Shabbat Shablam, I fell on the floor. You have to have, that's, that's what I mean. You, you don't, you, if anyone who thinks that she just walked out and that popped into her head, they're crazy. Yeah that she's gone on there prepared knowing like, these are the things that I need to say. This is gonna be hashtagged and it's gonna stick and I'm gonna get screen time and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's a different game. And that's really, that that's really the way they have to think now is like they really, everything has to be a catchphrase and a hook and, and something you can sell merch with. Yes, yes, yes. It's a business. And after her was Alexis Mateo. Mm. I'm a motherfucking drag queen. <laughs> it's Alexis Mateo's world, and the rest is a parking lot. Oh, I love that. Another, so hashtag, another hashtag. Have you met Alexis, Sherry? Yes, uh, she was a guest of mine. I think a couple times when I had my show at Industry, and um, she's really sweet and really fun and talented. And I loved her number because she's the only queen that gave us something. And then I'm not allowed to use the word ethnic. Yeah. Cultural, yeah. Culturally. Diverse. Cultural, yeah. Thank you. She's the only one who gave us something cultural. Like, you know, there were several girls on the show who have, are from maybe another country or whatever, but she really gave mm -hmm. us, I was like, okay, she gave us a Puerto Rican queen doing a Spanish song and dancing and the costume and everything. It was very cultural. And so yeah. that I appreciated a lot. She yeah, came it in was with Puerto the Puerto Rican flag around her. Yes. yes. Fucking wrap Ricky Martin around me. <laughs> She's someone who I think is very off the cuff funny. I think a lot of the things just do roll out of her mouth. Yes. Um, she's so genuine too. Yeah. She's a, she's a sweetheart. She is very genuine. I feel very real when I watch Alexis. I don't feel like she's putting things on, even though yeah. she has a lot of catchphrases and things. I genuinely believe she's saying these, you know, in real time. Yeah. Yeah. And then after that was Blair St. Clair. So Blair is from uh, season 10, I believe. And she was one of the youngest mm -hmm. contestants. So she's coming back and she's saying that she's uh, developed pubic hair. So what do we think of Blair's uh, say, pubic hair? She's the fucking <laughs> fetus. No, um, that, <laughs> that is the look that stands, that is ingrained in my mind more than anything else. Like out of every single look of all, the whole show, mm -hmm. her entrance look is to me like, I guess because if I could, 
if Sherry, if I could have Sherry Vine look like anything, that's how I would want Sherry Vine to look. It's very much a Sherry Vine look. <laughs> it's, a, it's a blazers with no trousers. Honey, I felt it, the same way. I was jealous of that outfit. I was like, I was how do stunned. I never think of something like that? <laughs> it was gorgeous, stunning. She pulled it off. She looked like Michelle Pfeiffer from Scarface. I yes. Mean, <laughs> and with the wet hair, like yeah. it was just so beautiful. Yeah. It was the one where I was like, ooh, I'm jealous. Trendsetter. Mm -hmm. um, so Blair is a singer now. She's actually signed to a, a, a label. And she's trying to do the singing thing as an actual uh, artist. <laughs> great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> great. Good for her. <laughs> no, really. I've only met her a couple times also, and she was super, super nice. Good. Uh, and like I said, yeah, like I said, she's gorgeous and she sang and she was, she's great. She, I think that that's a, the, a really smart path, career choice for her. Yeah, when she when she she's finished season ten, she's not a clown, okay? Right. She's not a clown. So, and if she's not a comedian, then don't try to pretend to be one. Mm -hmm. And she's gorgeous and looks like a girl and sounds like a girl. Then go for it. Yeah. When she wrapped season ten, she released like the day she was eliminated. She released a music video that was probably the best music video that one yeah, of the I things had ever released. Filmed in, in Jackie's house. Oh, oh they yeah? did. That's right. They did. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, actually, I think that video might be the reason she's on All Stars is because she went for it. She tried to, you know, make a career out of. As soon as you get on those shows, you got to figure out what you're going to do after the shows, you know? Mm -hmm. So after her was Mariah Balenciaga. Paris Balenciaga. She, she is legendary. Her face, like, she's all about the face. She's gorgeous. She's sassy. I'm so into it. She kills me, let me tell you, if you want to have a good time, that is the girl to hang out with. <laughs> yes. I believe oh it. Oh my God, yeah. she cracks me up. Just standing in a dressing room in West Hollywood one night, she was out of drag and I was in drag performing and sh that bitch, I was like, you have got to shut up because I'm going to pee in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's very funny. I always, I liked her on season three. I always thought she should have came back so much sooner than this even because I thought she, like really had the full package. So I'm excited to have her back. I don't love her entrance look. I thought it was a bit mismatchy. She wore kind of this uh, bodysuit that was like a hot pink with black leather and then this over top bodice that was white. Um, oh, right. And then a kind of flat pink wig. So I wasn't crazy. That's not the Mariah that I know and love. I literally, I literally can't even picture it, but I remember her number and I thought her number, I agree with Ricky Martin and I love that he called her out and kind of gave her props for that because she did something very daring that could have gone, been a disaster, but I thought it was, it was moving. I thought it was really uh, 100%. Yeah. We'll, something we'll, different. We'll get into their number share. We'll just go oh, okay. slower. Okay. All right. <laughs> You're like in dark <laughs> at home and like, goodbye girls. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so who's after Mariah? Uh, remind I me. I don't remember. Hold on, I'm looking. Uh, Juju? Was it Juju? No, it is India Ferris. So, uh, who is after Mariah? In comes from season three as well. Uh, kind of an unexpected India, India Ferrara. Ferrara? Ferrara. India Ferrara. India Ferrara. <laughs> so, so she has not been seen in a long time. I think she even like stopped drag for a while. Yeah. 
And she's a Las Vegas girl now. So she's been out of Las Vegas, but she went home very early in her season, uh, you know, mm -hmm. um, iconically by Mimi, I'm first uh, like throwing over her back like a potato sack and then chucking her. <laughs> yeah. Do you know India at all, Sherry? Really once when I performed at Piranha in Vegas, which was her home. Um, we heard about this episode, Piranha, it's all about Piranha. <laughs> well, I didn't even know that she wasn't there anymore, but, um, when I performed there, she was, and we hung out, and she was, again, really nice and fun. And I feel bad, because I can't remember right now the name of her boyfriend, but they were, they were both really fun. Good. But that's the only time I've ever met her, one night. One night. One night in Piranha, the Sherryvine <laughs> <laughs> porno. <laughs> oh my god. All right, so after, oh, so first, her look, she's doing kind of a Lady Gaga-inspired look from when Gaga came in on season 10 in a, like a teal color that was the same as Miss Cracker. I thought she looked great, you know, coming back, she was, this is like seven or eight years later. I mean, she looked uh -huh. great. So she makes all her own stuff, too. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think she made a, a good starting entrance. And after her was Jujubee, who was on season two and All Stars 1. My heart, I love her so much. She's my all-time favorite. I love Juju too. I, I kind of have this thing though about like why some queens are get to do all-stars twice. It's like, at least go through the roster. Yeah. And I felt that way. And look, some of them are really good friends of mine, like Manila and all, but I'm like, well, why are they get to do all-stars a second time? There's a lot of queens that didn't get to do it once. Anyway, I think, not, it's yeah. I think it's because season one was such a mess. <laughs> Nobody really enjoyed season one of All Stars. That's so true. I, I, I think this is like the redemption for these girls that maybe got shafted on that season. Maybe, I can yeah. see that, that's very true. But yeah, I love Juju. Uh, again, I haven't seen her in years, but um, there was a time when we saw each other more. Uh, I think she was spending more time in New York and just the nicest thing in the whole world. Yeah, and so funny. So yes, very funny, super uh, sweet. But still wearing her season two fashions. <laughs> she still <laughs> loves this. I did, I got, did she put Forever 21 out of business? Like she must have. <laughs> For me, she can pull it off though. Like Juju could wear like whatever she wants. She could wear some, an old t-shirt she found in her closet. And I'll be like, yes, Juju. Because <laughs> she has everything. It. Like she it. just has. She has it all for me. I love her so much. I do love her. I really do love Juju. And I love that her real name is Air, Air is it Airline? Airline, yeah. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> her real yeah. name is Airline. Because when her parents first got here, that was one of the first English words I think they saw. Yeah. Is that correct? Something like that. She said it on season two. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so after Juju was... Uh, Derek Barry. Derek Barry. Woo! <laughs> so if you're gonna walk in doing Britney and then you don't even get the quote right, I don't know what to do for you. <laughs> oh boy. What was the quote? So she said, woo, I did it again instead of oops, I did it again. I just don't get that choice. <laughs> oh, probably she wasn't legally allowed to. Oh, you think so? That's true. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah true. maybe. They're very strict. Yeah. So uh, Derek is, uh, she was one of the most well-known drag queens before getting on Drag Race. And I remember when season eight came out, she was a big deal for that season. She was kind of like the celebrity girl. 
Yes. And now after doing it, her career has kind of taken a bit of a change because we saw that this, <laughs> this drag queen who was an impersonator, like a very good Britney impersonator, that's kind of all they could really do though in terms of a variety. And this show, like we were saying, is just so much more nowadays. It's like you have to do everything. Do you know Derek at all? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had a really, really fun night of debauchery in Berlin actually with Derek and Detox. Oh. <laughs> in Berlin. Yeah. We Berlin. all just have, they were doing like a work the world tour, I think. And I was there doing a club gig and I went, got in drag early to go see their show. And then after the show said, hello. And they, I said, come with me. And so Detox and Bear, uh, Derek were the only two that were like, yeah, let's go party. And flash forward to 6 a.m. or something scandalous. Oh. <laughs> That's the sex, awesome. The sex dungeon in a Berlin. Uh, oh my goodness. Not, oh my, I see where your mind goes. No, not quite that debauched, but it was a fun night. Yeah, Derek was really, <laughs> Derek's another one who's really nice. I say that a lot, but I mean, if they weren't nice, I would say so. Derek's oh. really nice and really fun. You know, it's hard, I think, if you're the best at doing someone, but you know, it's also like, Britney is not the same Britney that she was 10 years ago. Right. Yeah, they evolved, everything evolves. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, uh, is this a great look for her? I'm not even sure. Like for me, if you're coming back into All Stars and you're doing Britney, I mean, her wig is a bit kind of flattish. Um, I'm not a huge fan of like uh, Derek's entrance, you know, and I think it's a bit of a foreshadowing. I don't know. Well, Derek keeps talking about how she's a new drag queen now and she wants to show her versatility and that she's not just Britney. But. And then everyone, that. Yeah. Don't tell us. Show us. Right. And then we get this moment with her in India where they do a little fake hug. Ooh. India goes in for the hug. Derek's not into it. And then we find out that there's beef. Yeah. Well, that's where we're at now with Drag Race. Because once you're on the show, everybody knows each other. And there's going to be beef that happens sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that is that. <laughs> and then after <laughs> that comes Mayhem Miller. Mayhem is back. She's an L.A.-based queen. And famously good friends with people like Day Detox, uh, Morgan McMichaels, and well, um, uh, yeah, all of all of the LA girls. I'm sure you've uh, you've worked with Mayhem while you. Oh were yeah, I'm um, yeah. so much fun. She seems like a sweetie. Totally sweet, totally fun, professional. She's a great performer. That's all we can say on Mayhem. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything bad to say about any of them. You don't. Well, we're not. <laughs> yeah, we're not. We're not looking for you to okay, turn anybody okay. down. <laughs> Like, Leave that to us. We'll do. God, even being honest, I don't have anything <laughs> negative to say. <laughs> yeah, look at her. Tell me everything bad. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Mayhem is wearing kind of a red PVC thing. She looks good. You know, she looks great. I like her when she. So she got called out by everybody saying that's an AliExpress bodysuit. Yeah. And that how dare you show up to All Stars in AliExpress? But like that's. I mean, I'm an AliExpress kind of girl. <laughs> You know what? It's affordable. That's it's affordable. Yeah. You can make it work and look good. Yeah. She does and look she good. Did. She did. She did. So after Mayhem comes Angina, rounding it out. Angina from season one of RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, she has been mm -hmm. trying to get back on this show for a long time. They say this in her reads, right? Yeah. Her. I mean, the audience has wanted her back for the whole time. Like we've. I've been wanting to see her on that show because I love Angina. I love her very much. 
Yeah, I think she left prematurely on season one. I think she could have gone a little further. Um, but uh, it's so good to see her on TV again. She's totally She's such cute. A She's always happy. I like her personality. I think she looked amazing. I loved, now see, I remember that outfit. I loved it. She looked really great. And um, yeah, I hope that she gets a chance to let her confidence shine through more. Because yeah. when I see her, I, I did a lot with her when I first moved here last year with her and Tammy. And mm -hmm. Angina, Angina was the, one of the most helpful people when I moved here. She was like, what do you need? I got you these bookings. Come with me here. Come with me there. Aww. Let's go shopping. She was just a real sister. And, and every time I'd watch her on stage, I'm like, she's just, to me, so confident and fun and turns it out. So I'm hoping that, that she gets a chance to let that shine. Yeah. I think she's coming in. She looks a bit nervous. I think, and it's been, t it's been t over 10 years now since she's done the show. There's a lot of pressure on somebody, you know, so. There's a lot yeah. of pressure. Like I said, I'd I don't know what's going to happen. So I just hope that the first seed, the first episode was just kind of like, okay. Get the nerves out now. Let, yeah. Let go girl and just shine because she's just really has, she's great on stage. So just go for it. And that entrance look is everything. It's gorgeous and so heavy. It's a beautiful look. And she really had one of the most progressive drags going into the, the first season. You know, she was a yeah. black queen off the top. She had a very strong storyline. She came out as HIV positive in her first season. And it, it, that for me, that moment of when she did that was such a huge, powerful moment. I think it turns the series, to be honest. I think that's yeah. when it really picked up and people are like, oh my God, there's other sides to drag queens, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. So we owe a lot to Angina. I'm so happy she's back. Me too. Yeah. So that is the cast this season. And all right, so RuPaul comes into the room and he's, they are joined by Ricky Martin. Yes, Ricardo Martinez. Now you must have met Ricky Martin as well, Sherry, in your time. No. <laughs> oh my God, no. I wouldn't be able to control myself. I know. <laughs> he is good. still. Looking very still good. Still such a babe. How old is he? He's needs to get his dick sucked every day. Yep. <laughs> I volunteer. Uh, I don't think he has any problems with that. I think he's got that covered. Gorgeous. Well, his husband's gorgeous too. He's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. That menudo dick. Is that? <laughs> yes, menudo. All right. So they do a reading challenge off the top now in All Stars, which I love. And they've stopped using the reading challenges in the regular season, starting in season 12. But that's my favorite part. I love really? the reading challenges. Yeah, it's important. We need it. Do you care for it, Sherry? Not really. Really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that, well, I guess maybe with All Stars it works because they do know each other. It feels to me that it's something that I would prefer to see further down the line. But that being said, I guess they do, like you couldn't do that on a regular season, season one, because you don't know each other. They right. usually do it like all that. Stars, they, they do know each other, so I get that. I don't know, it's just, I don't know. When it's know. funny, there's, there's a couple, there's one line, and I can't remember now what it was, that I was like, oh shit, I, had, I wish I could steal that. It was yeah. hilarious, and I can't even remember what it was now. It was very funny. But do you remember who was, it was? Uh-uh. I wrote down a few of my faves, so it might oh, maybe, come maybe. up. 
yeah, tell, who are some of our, of our faves, Selena? Um, I actually really liked Derek's reads on India because yeah. she had the face crack. She was not into being read by Derek at all. Um, Derek, first of all, called Mayhem. Uh, may, uh, she told her to drop the Mayhem and go for Coors Light. She uh, said that India works at Piranha. She's their spokesperson because of her teeth. And she said, I heard you had retired, but now I see you're just tired. Um, and then Juju. Juju told Juju Mariah. Juju had my that, favorite. I actually love Juju's. Uh, they were very funny. So Juju said to Mayhem that now that, May, sorry, not Mayhem. Now that Mariah is here, we have to change the title to RuPaul's Drag Race, Some Stars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very funny. I also love that she called Mayhem Filler and then Mayhem yes. Miller. Yes. Great. <laughs> also, yeah. I like India's read as well. It was very good. Is that, what was her read? Wait, for who? Or, oh, I wrote it, but I can't remember what it was. She did hashtag oh, free Britney for Derek. five o'clock somewhere to Mayhem. That was fun. So it's fun. Yes. Mayhem called Derek the Lost Vegas showgirl. Yeah. Um, Blair. Oh, Blair brought up, she said, India Farah, and then paused and said, I'm just pausing so you can all Google her. Right. <laughs> um, she said something to, about Mariah's career, how the only reason why it's moving is because the earth has to orbit on the axis. On the it's axis. Been on its axis. That was very good. And I liked it a lot. So those are some of our favorites. Um, you know, I didn't think they had some of the strongest reads as maybe like season two of All Stars Alaska and some of those people. So I thought they did okay, but you know. Right. I, and my, I would agree. And maybe that's why I didn't love it. It just to me, wasn't real funny. I yeah. feel like. Yeah. And that's whatever. I mean, I'm not being shady again, but that's the joke writers. There's if you know you're going on there, then you need to really be prepared. Exactly, hire some joke writers to get yeah. to that material before. And um, yeah, there's. I thought Derek's reads of India kind of was maybe on the borderline of being mean more than funny. I think she wanted to be mean. <laughs> she prefaced oh, yeah. it like this is intentional shade. Yeah. To me, it's like but the difference between that mini challenge and the maxi challenge is night and day for me. Oh yeah. For like, sure. Oh yeah, for sure. I don't need that at all. Just get to the fucking main course. <laughs> sure is <Yeah>. tired. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, my theory does hold true that the person that you see get three reads in is the winner of the challenge. So in the edit, everybody gets two reads in. And then the person who gets three, and both Blair and Juju got three reads in, so it was very clear they were going to be the double winners. Welcome, uh, welcome to Selena's conspiracy podcast, Sherry. She I've been. Every... <laughs> <laughs> I saw the edit. Okay, all right. So, <laughs> yeah, they both win. Great. And uh, so now we're preparing for a Work the World a variety show. And they've been doing this, uh, like Sherry has said as well, on each of the All Star seasons. And it's kind of great to see them doing their own acts on the show that are very diverse and like everything from like Latrice doing a flag, flag waving routine to uh, yeah. you know, Trixie playing on the, uh, the what, what was that, what was the mandolin? Yeah. Right. Now, uh, as they're getting ready, we find out, like we go into the beef between India and Derek and we find out that Derek's boyfriend maybe took India's spot when she left Piranha. India didn't like that. She's apparently been saying mean things about, basically whenever any of the girls from Vegas get on Drag Race, 
India goes to Insta to Facebook and makes a post about it. A negative one, I should say. Right. This is all housewife drama, though. You know, like this is them. Who knows if they were even preparing this to get on a season together? Maybe that's why they're both yeah. on a season together. Like th there are storylines that go deep with these returning all stars. You know. Yeah, she apparently did say some stuff about uh, Kimora and Farah when they got on season nine as well. Um, but Alexis had the best line. <laughs> she said, it's day one and the girls already brought the beef to the salad. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that line. They brought the beef to the salad? Oh my God. I know. I watched it on the third time I watched it, I caught it. I was like, what, Alexis? <laughs> oh, I love some beef in my salad. So <laughs> where's my beef? So that is, uh, let's just get to the variety show. We've kind of already- Yeah, I jump. I honestly fast forwarded through that. <laughs> I know you <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we are on Alexis. Like you were saying earlier, she did a cultural number where she came out and she just gave us some salsa, some salsa. I loved it. Yeah. She Ooh. killed it. She murdered it. Like what a way to open. Yeah. Yeah, I loved I'll it. Also with the Work the World Tours, they have backup dancers. So now these girls have backup dancers to kind of assist them with their numbers if they choose. Right. Well, they're they're really pushing the Vegas show here. Yeah. Um, so it's oh. really promotion for the Vegas show. Yes, you caught that too. Have you worked yeah. in Vegas, Sherry? Oh yeah. Yeah, how I, was that? How was that like? Um it's fun. I mean, I love performing in Vegas. I don't love Vegas, but I love right. being there for like one or two days is enough for me. But I love the opulence. I love it. Love the big casino. Um, I did a show there once where I got to stay at the um, oh, Mirage, but treated like a rock star. And then I was like, oh, this is how <laughs> you do it. That was fun. Oh my God. You, now got the, I'm you got the mob wife suite? I don't remember. It was really <laughs> nice. And they had security walking me around. It was really funny. Oh, I love that. You deserve some security, girl. Girl, thank you. <laughs> Were you gonna say, Selena? Oh, I was gonna say, um, I never understood, like I never really, cause I've never been to Vegas. I imagine it's so busy and there's so much competition in terms of shows and things to do. I don't understand how drag queens can build an audience there. It's, it's kind of uh, set up though. It's kind of set up like a carnival of drag shows, right? Or yeah. just shows, just shows in general. Well, there's not a lot of gay clubs. So Piranha is packed all the time because ah. Not a lot of choices for a gay club, right? And the thing I did at Mirage was this special event, and they just, you know, shoving people in there, right? So I loved Alexis's number. I thought she had high energy. She had little kitten heels yeah. on, but she jeweled those and she read Michelle. She was like, she gave me a Joan Rivers kind of response back to Michelle for her shoes. I love listen. Them. If I were gonna do that number, I'd be in a one inch as well. Yeah. What size heels do you wear, Sherry? I have little lady feet. I wear ladies <laughs> ten. A ladies ten. <laughs> yeah. Do you have like a little, uh, like a one inch, two inch, three inches? Girl, I'm a professional. I wear six inch heels. <laughs> That's right, yes! bitches. You wear six <laughs> inches. That's a lot of rain. Uh huh. I, I, I like a big stiletto hooker heel. Me too. I'm all, I, like, I've trained myself to work in the highest shoe possible and just- I wouldn't wear a inch heel, period, no matter what. You couldn't force me. I would be like, we'll have to change the choreography if I can't do it <laughs> in this five inch heel. 
God bless you. God bless you. <laughs> that is a pro. Who was after was Alexis? Great. I loved her number. Yeah, it was yeah. great. Who was after Alexis in the... Uh... Shay Coulee on so, the poll. So Shay was giving us... She went to the polls, people. Get out and vote. So Shay is giving us <laughs> a, a stripper-themed... Uh, well, she never really uh, said that she's done this kind of stuff before. And she says later in the episode, she just learned it. Yeah, ten, like she had about 10 days of rehearsal with that. Um, and I think it was a really smart move to do pole dancing because it is very Vegas. If I were to see that in a Vegas show, I'd be like, yes! I do wish she had a little more rehearsal with it because I could, I do know some pole dancers and I could see where she was a little clunky with the movement, a little um, hesitant with the movement. But overall, to have done that after only 10 days of rehearsal, beautiful. Yeah, one of the first drag queens to do pole work on the show. I mean, they even brought in the whole yeah. stage and pole. <laughs> That's great. And I like that she was, doing, she was doing her original song. She did it to her original song. Oh, yes. right. okay. yeah. I was just about to bring that up. That song was gorgeous and sexy. And I really appreciate, because a lot of these girls come in with meme songs. It's songs with their catchphrases or with their memes that they're famous for. And I love that she just came in with like just a pure original song. It was so beautiful. But I think they're all singing to themselves, right? Are yeah. singing to themselves. Yeah. 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 And I appreciate that Alexis also came in with something that wasn't bam. You know, she came out with some new stuff that were like, oh, okay, great, moving forward. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, bam was in there and, and sickening, no? Those were in there. Was it? I wasn't listening. Yeah, they, they were. Though. Though. <laughs> you know why? Because Shay is so goddamn sexy. Oh my yeah. God. She, I would just uh, give me some shake I want to rub it all over my body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what Ricky Martin was thinking. Me too. Oh, oh, let's, oh my God. Should I write a fanfic with me, Shay, and Ricky? <laughs> yes, people would read it. <laughs> also, I have to say, so when RuPaul comes out and she says, uh, the judges who are there, who are, um, uh, Ross Matthews is there, of course, Ricky Martin, uh, uh, Carson Cressley looking like Capote. We appreciate that. <laughs> and then Michelle Visage, which is how we have been saying Michelle Visage on this podcast for three years straight. Nobody can say her name. It's hard. <laughs> it is. The shishas are, are very tricky to wrap your mouth around. <laughs> Michelle Visage. All right. And then after <laughs> Shay came, was it Mayhem? No, I'm getting ahead of myself, right? It was Mayhem. It may have been, actually. Yeah. yeah. So Mayhem comes out. So she does, she is known for this meme now. I, I don't know if you're familiar, Sherry, where she has the eye meme. Uh, yeah. 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 So she started her number with that. I thought that was very clever. And it was very funny. She wore the exact outfit with the exact wig and the exact context. Yeah. And she had a, a, a bloop every time her eyes blinked. A bloop. Yeah. Uh-huh. Iography. Iography. <laughs> yes. And if anybody can do it, she's got the eyes. And then, then mm-hmm. she lost us a little. So she had, again, an original uh, mix that she wrote, and she was singing that live. But it was very, very fast and hard for her to get it out, and we didn't hear it properly. And that's the one thing when you're performing a live number with something original, is you, if it's really fast, we're not going to catch it, you know? I yeah, mean, it would have it behooved her to pre-record that and lip-sync it. Yeah, and I'm I sure agree. Sherry knows when writing parodies, when you're writing really fast parodies, it's very difficult. I would agree. Yeah, I would agree with all of that. Yeah, it's very difficult. So as she lost this, and she didn't have the lung capacity. I also don't have the lung capacity to do live stuff as well as I used to be able to, believe it or not. So she could have recorded it. Yeah, she should have. She probably should have, yes. Yeah. 
And then after Mayhem comes Mariah. So Mariah did a very, very, uh, of the times right now, right now it's like very much in what we're in. Yeah, she did not know we were gonna be in these times when this aired. Yeah. She did not know, and what I mean, someone of my age, I, it had many different levels to it because certainly I was like, okay, this could be about AIDS or this could be about the, the virus or certainly the Black Lives Matter movement. So yeah, yeah. It, worked, it worked on many levels. It was very stunning. A big complaint I've been hearing is that the mix, the sound levels weren't great. So her words were a little bit lost behind the beat. But overall, yeah. the message yeah. got across. Like I said, I mean, I don't think it was amazing. I just, I, I thought it was executed well. And then she also, like Ricky Martin said, I give her points for trying to do something different and out of the box and daring and something that wasn't just sassy or comical or sexy, but yeah. political. It was political. Yes. And that's really important, especially now, just for her to be able to do that. So. I loved mm -hmm. it. I thought she really did an incredible, she story told, she told the story. Yes. Yes, and barefoot. In barefoot, and where, barefoot. where was her five inch heels for that, Sherry? That's our question. Barefoot, honey, she was giving you Martha Graham drama. Yes, Martha Graham. Mariah Angelou. After that was Miss Cracker. Miss <laughs> Cracker comes out as Dr. Dill from her season and uh, pulls, it, pulls it off and gives us some of her um, what, would you, what, what did she do? She, this was an original mix, yeah? It was. It was, it was about being uh, a cracker, basically, being her, her little white self. Um, she made jokes about not being able to dance on beat. But, like, overall, she had the most clean number. It, was, it had comedy. Uh, it had dancing. It was a very I clean mix. Costumes, reveal, dancing, comedy, uh, oh. comedy on all of it it gave you something from her I just that's what I mean gave you the whole package and it was really rehearsed uh-huh it was she, uh -huh. did, she, she did rehearse this she is a rehearser for sure and then, I want to know what that jar was made that pickle jar was made of because she threw it into the audience <laughs> <laughs> oh dude. maybe it was sugar maybe it was sugar <laughs> hopefully sugar glass you know mm-hmm <laughs> Okay, after that was Blair St. Clair, and she looked stunning. Like, she really looked like a pop star. It was kind of incredible. She looked like, I can't remember the name of the movie, but Elle Fanning plays like this pop star. Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But that sounds about right. It's very kind of, it's a weird kind of movie. I can't remember, but she looked like that. Yeah, I loved the look. Yeah, I loved She gives me Elle Fanning vibes, for sure. And so she, I sang, didn't... she sang a song from her album. Yeah, an original song. Um, overall, I didn't really love it. I don't think it really had the impact. She, to me, she's, she seems very small. Like, to be on, I don't see her filling a stage. I see her as very small. And especially with that little ponytail. I'm just not into the ponytails right now that everybody's wearing. Yeah. So you're, yeah. you're judging her on her small ponytail. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was I just fine. don't think it had the impact. I agree. It didn't have. It didn't blow me away, but it was certainly not bad or anything. But it just. It didn't blow me away. And you know, Jackie and I have talked about this before too. Like, if you're on stage with a bunch of clowns, then you really have to do something 
to go in a different direction or, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm, for sure. Yeah, she gave us a little bit of a power ballad, so that was nice. And it gave yeah, a different coming energy. out giving me naturalism, which do very well and look gorgeous, but if you're, you know, people are gonna walk away remembering the clown or the, you know, the queen dancing in orange. Yeah, yeah. She was also trying to like be very sexy with it. And I just like, she didn't have any curves and just looked very small <laughs> to me. <laughs> Stop calling her small. I can't, I can't do it. Speaking of small, here comes Angina in a very small car. Yay. <laughs> I love her entrance in this like big, like a uh, race car, uh, kimono and tiny little car with little Angina on top. Yeah, it brought me joy. Uh, except she, so she did a RuPaul lip sync, but she didn't lip sync anything. She just kind of danced with reveals. <laughs> yeah, so she got nervous. I don't know, I feel really bad for her because I wanted her to do so well with this number. I didn't really, it didn't really have, I don't know. It didn't yeah. go anywhere for me. And we've seen her slay lip syncs. She's a very good lip syncer. So I, she really must have been really deep in her head on this. Yeah. Well, I think one issue is that a lot of people don't remember, you guys probably do know, but a lot of people that watch it probably don't, is you can't just go on there and do what you want to do because they can't get the rights to anything. Right. Which is True. why I think that they're probably worked out that they have to do something original or RuPaul, or something that they can get the rights to. Yeah. This is true. And for anybody who's listening, we're watching Sherry Vine take a poop live. It's been incredible. <laughs> oh, I was pooping. I was doing my eyebrows. <laughs> Are you getting into drag? No. No, you're not. I'm off until Thursday. Excellent. Oh, so after Angina is Derek Barry giving us some stand-up impersonations. And... Uh, <laughs> Now, I really appreciate that she tried something different. Same. And she tried she tried to break out of her Britney box. I wish she hadn't come out dressed as Britney to do it. <laughs> like, that just didn't make sense to me. When you're doing impersonations, you really have to take on something that gives people the, the visual clue of what you're, either like their posture, the physicalization of that character, or like a prop or something almost, you know? Well, mm -hmm. I literally was going to say the exact same thing. Like mm -hmm. if she had come out with 15 wigs on her head and pulled one off after another doing yes. these different people, then you can be blown away. If, or the impersonation has to be on the level of like rich little, like fucking flawless. Every single other person is doing a musical act, something with music. Yeah. yeah. So if you're gonna be the one who is quiet, meaning no music, you better mm -hmm. fucking tear, tear it up. Mm -hmm. We've seen it in the past. It's harder for girls to do stand-up and things in these variety shows just because the energy is so high for all the other numbers. People, I mean, people are j bouncing off blocks like Aja, you know? So I, <laughs> I, I like that she did something different. I thought her impersonations were not bad. I thought her jokes sucked. I thought she just needed to have a better joke for each of her impersonations to get the laugh, you know? Yeah, the only one I actually kind of liked was the Joan Rivers one. That was a, that was a good one. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think it was a miss. I appreciated that she did that. But uh, like Angina, Angina said, like, does anybody know you do this? Like, is this your thing? 
oh, that was so funny when she goes, can you do that? And she goes, yeah, I've been practicing. She goes, no, I mean, like, are you good? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's like one thing to do it, but like, are you good? Like, have you, has, <laughs> where have you done this? <laughs> I right. think Derek, Derek is getting more into stand-up and stuff. She's been involved with kind of the roasts and things. So I feel like this is where she wants to go with her career. Well, she had one really famous at the haters roast. She had one moment that just like went viral online with like, look how funny Derek can actually be. Yeah, And it was really funny. So I think she's leaning into that, but I don't know if that was an accidental moment or not. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so after Derek comes Juju B, giving us another uh, self-written ballad in another um, Forever 21 gown. I like this gown, though. It's nice. <laughs> it is a gorgeous gown. It is the same wig. Um, yeah. She's wearing the same wig. Everything is very affordable. That's okay. <laughs> and uh, um, she gave us some emotions, though. It was, it was pretty. It was beautiful. It was stunning. I wish it was live because I think she could have handled it live. Yeah, that was the difference between Blair. I actually like Blair because she did hers live. You know, that's, you know, live. There's a difference between recording and live. And there's a connection that you feel when you watch somebody doing something live. Do you feel that, Sherry? You're a live performer. You don't really record things when you perform them, right? Correct. Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, again, I felt that it wasn't, didn't blow me away, but I, I liked it. <laughs> I mean, it, I, 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 from, I didn't know that she, I kind of thought she really was singing. So if, if she was lip singing, then, well, whatever. She sold it to me as if she was really singing. I was like, oh, I kind of bought it. I thought she was singing live. Yeah. I thought so at first too, but upon closer inspection, <laughs> there was a recording. Which, I mean, understandably on her season, when it came down to the singing challenge, she, uh, she got nervous and choked a little bit. So I kind of understand why she did decide to pre-record so she didn't have an angina moment. Yeah. Honestly, and, and I used to be a live performer all the time. I used to just do all my songs live, but it's, I just mm -hmm. find it easier to have things pre-recorded Philipsing to your already recorded tracks, and then you just you don't have that pressure as much. But I do like the connection that you get from a live performance. So yeah, it also eliminates the need for a sound check because <laughs> you don't have to go in early. So here, well, we just, you know, sometimes like Bunny will lip sync to herself because sometimes because she's like you just don't know what you're going to get in terms of sound equipment, or you're in a bar that says the shitty microphone or whatever. Yeah, but um, and you know I'm usually doing comedy, and so you don't have to sound pretty. If I was going to go on TV and have to sing something that had to sound pretty, then it might not be a bad idea to pre-record. Right. Yeah. yeah right. Totally. I would think that's probably the better option for these things, anyways. So here comes India F F F Ferrari. Farah, India Farah. <laughs> um, so she is, she was, she was shitting bricks as she was watching everybody. Cause she is like, oh my God, these people are doing such great performances. Oh, what am I going to do? And then she goes out there and we, so first of all, her track, it's like this weird voice. It's not her voice. It's like, ah, everything is drag. This kind of weird Harvey Firestein voice. <laughs> yeah. It felt very ballroom actually. Like it felt like a ballroom caller. Like, yeah. Yeah. Category yeah. is. Category is. Yeah. This was an example of a catchphrase turned into a song working. Yes. It, yeah. She did such a great job with that mix. If she Let put that together. That was the most surprising number to me. 
For sure. Because mm-hmm. the, way that, the way they were setting her up before all of that, the way it was kind of playing out was, I was like, she's gonna bomb. I mean, that's yeah. what I was thinking in my head because yeah. I was, somehow this whole thing with her and Derek is gonna come back to bite both of them and Derek's did not go well and I did not think India was going to, I was like, oh, they're gonna have them be the, whatever. And, yeah. and then, she fucking turned it out. Yeah. They hoodwinked you with the edit. <laughs> well, it was a really good number. It was really hilarious. I think if I had heard it without even seeing her, I would have thought it was funny. It is funny. Drag is not a contact sport. Yeah. <laughs> Do they get her off of me? <laughs> oh my God, that was really funny and a good, like I said, an example of it working. Yeah, she made, she made it work. She had a high energy. She was doing the hair flips. She was giving us comedy, and she owned it. And I thought I was really proud of her because you know I don't remember a lot from her from season three. That was so long ago. That's the thing is I think she has the the most stakes here is because no one really remembers her because she was such an early out on such an early season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's got everything to gain, really nothing to lose, really. Yeah, I think that she will be the surprise kind of breakout star maybe of this season. Well, we find yeah. out this episode because, so we find out who the, the bottoms are and they are Angina, Derek, and Mayhem. And then we find mm-hmm. out the safes are Shay, Mariah, Juju, and Blair. And our tops are Alexis, India, and Miss Cracker. So India is in the tops. Yeah. Do we agree with all those? Do we think anybody should be in the, in the top or in the bottom or safe or do we agree with that generally? I kind of agreed with them. I agree with it generally. I, I recognize that all of them killed their performances and that all of their mixes were super clean and their execution was super clean. I would have liked to see a, a Shay or a Mariah up there just for the sake of the fact that they did something completely different and took a risk um, and right. did something completely original that we haven't seen. Ricky Martin has a moment where she just, cause I, can I tell Mariah how great she was? Cause she really did something that was so out of the box for the show and really great. So I thought Mariah yeah. maybe should have been in the top. Yeah. 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 So that is that. So we uh-huh. are, we forgot to mention, they are changing the rules on All Stars. So how they used to do it is they used to, the top people would pick out a lipstick of who was going to go home, but they are switching this on its head. It is Survivor Tribal Council style. Yes. <laughs> They're going to go to tribal and vote for the lipstick they want to go home. Who's in the bottom twos, right? This is wild. It's wild rules. It's wild rules. Anything and, goes. I love the, it. The top girl who ends up being India Ferrer, she's going to lip sync in the, the lip sync. You can't say her name. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> who are you, Selena Pyle? Sherry hey. Pyle. Come uh, on now, Vicky Sticks. <laughs> it's Vicky Dicks. Uh, so, uh, so Farah is now coming up with the, the lipstick or whatever. So she has to talk with the girls about this stuff, and uh, it's very different yeah. dynamic. So uh, the girls all vote who they think, and they're we're getting this kind of weird tribal council vibe. Do we like this twist? I do. I like it a lot. I was not sure I was going to like it or not, but the uh, the assassin idea I actually love. Right, yeah. and that is the other twist. So they're bringing out a drag lip, lip sync assassin from behind, re- reveal them, and the curtain comes up, and we find out it's Evie Oddly going against uh, India. Yes. Living La Vida Loca, Matrix style. 
<laughs> Evie is such a kook. She is such a oh wild one. Totally Matrix style. That's hilarious. I do love, like, I love how kooky Evie is and just how stupid she is when she's performing. She just makes I fun of everything. Because I haven't seen her I just haven't been, haven't seen her do anything just because I have not seen her do a show or whatever. Yeah. So I haven't seen her since her season. And when she first came out, I was like, literally in my mind, I was like, no. Yeah. And then the minute it started, I was like, oh, right. And I was completely wrong. Yeah. I was like, oh, I forgot what she can do. Uh-huh. She filled it. Yeah, because she has the tricks, but then she also does it with pure comedy. Like, her sneaking around behind India, so funny. Oh, hilarious. Yeah, I thought that she's she... Like, she's like the Beetlejuice of drag. Sure. It's not also... It's also... Yes, <laughs> and it's also... She, she, has the, she has the comedy, but she also has the ease. She doesn't throw herself on the floor. She, like, melts into yes. the floor. And that's, that's where I gag. Cause I'm like, I do not need to see another queen throw herself on the floor. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. I don't. And she doesn't throw herself on the floor. She just like oozed over onto the floor. And I'm like, oh my, does she just fucking melt? I mean, <laughs> it's kind of a, it's kind somebody of holding a amazing. flame up to her? What's happening? Yeah, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah, she definitely brings a different flavor to lip syncs where it's like, you don't have to do all the gag. She brings a different gag style and we love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was gagged. I was into it. So uh, Evie ends up winning this lip sync off, even though uh, Farrah did a great job, or India, whoever. India did a great job, but yeah. Now, the, the queens are at a bit of a disadvantage because the assassin has one job with one song. So they just get to prepare that one song. Whereas the, the, the top queen has so many other things to think about in the competition. So she's going up against somebody who's very prepared to slay that one song. Well, I mean, ultimately, if I was in that position, I would be, yay, she won, she gets to be the villain and send someone home and I oh. don't have to. And right. I'm still the winner. So right. yeah. You're still the winner, but you don't get that $10,000 if you don't win it. No, this is true, you don't. But the, the assassin's going home, so they can get to be the villain and you know, they don't care. Yeah, they right. Didn't, they didn't even vote. I, I don't have to go back to the workroom with any of these people or whatever. And so how how it also <laughs> works is that the ten thousand dollars should the assassin win it, it, ca- it carries over to the next week. It compounds. There's compound interest, which I love. I love that too. And I'm pretty sure that India had. Did they reveal who India had picked? Derek. Not I yet. Guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's very clear that it was Derek, but they didn't reveal uh, it yet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and so Derek is also who the girls all voted for in their tribal council. Uh-huh. Derek is sashaying away in the first episode. Yeah. Yes. Did he, yeah. Do we, agree, do we agree with this consensus? I do, because in her deliberation with India, she said, if you keep me here, you're going to see a very different Derek. I'm going to show you all the different sides of me. But you had two chances today, and you didn't do it. Yeah. I agree. Now, did you see Willem's new video that just happened to drop on 
Friday night after the show. No, what was it? No, what was it? Willem has a new video called Derek. It's about Derek Barry. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Is it mean? Is it dropping tea? Or is it... Derek's in it. So... Okay, it's okay. Mean, but she's got a sense of humor because Derek is the star of the video. So. Right. It's called Derek. I love this. I love that. <laughs> it's Derek. Yeah. It's really funny. It's really gorgeous. You have to check that out. Yeah. Check that out after this. So that is it. Derek has gone home. And the first episode, we are introduced to all new All-Star Worlds. It's going to be interesting. I, I'm, I'm enthused for this. Yeah. I think it's going to be super fun. I like this season because there's so many season three girls. There's a season one girl. Um, and yeah, it's going to give some of these girls that needed to have a little spotlight. Yeah. It's giving them the spotlight. Like I said, I, um, I'm always more excited about an all-star season than a regular season anyway, so. Right. Me too. Yes. Everything is just elevated. Just everything is just so high stakes for these episodes that yeah. I'm left gagged every episode. I can't help it. It should be. It's yeah. called All-Stars. Yeah. Not some stars, all-stars. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much for joining us for this review, Sherry Vine. All right, thank you guys so much. I hope that it was okay, because I'm so like, oh, nope, I fast forward over that. And blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I love that. I love the honesty. <laughs> I, uh, I kind of want to get to the runway, so yeah. So, but uh, I love you guys, and... Um, I hope that we get to meet face to face and have a cocktail soon. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. How can people find you on the social media, Sherry? Sherryvine.com, one-stop destination. It has absolutely all my shows coming up, merchandise, download my songs, videos. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Cameo, all of that stuff also through my website. So just Sherryvine.com. Sherryvine.com, super simple, super easy, super good. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, Selena, <laughs> what are your socials? Selena Vile. There's no I in team. There's no I in Selena Vile. That's true. And I am Vicky Licks, B-I-C-K-I-L-I-X. Vicky with an I, not with a Y, because Vicky's with a Y do meth. And oh my God. That, has... <laughs> <laughs> that, that, was that was for you, Sherry. All right. This has been our episode. Uh, thank you again, Sherry. You are truly an icon to me and I respect and love you so much. So thank, thank you. Thank you, baby. I love you too. Take care of yourselves. We will. Bye. -bye. Bye. We love Bye. you. Squirrels. Love you Bye, too. Squirrels. Bye. 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 Bye.